What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Geekly Biweekly, or perhaps this is the wannabe critics. I'm not 100% sure what what we are at this point, but uh, I know we're in the process, and at some point we will be just wannabe critics. Uh, doesn't matter, though, because you're back with the uh, chief in New York. So I'm going to be uh, reading my latest article um, from my uh, <clears throat> blog, um, chiefnny.com. Um, I've been doing this for a little bit, just uh, some nice football talk for uh, those Chiefs fans out there that are willing to uh, give us a listen. So uh, thanks for following along. Um, The Chiefs were on bye week this week, so uh, they didn't play a game, but there's still uh, quite a bit of football that happened, and uh, I'm going to get to share how I spent uh, my bye week with all of you. So I really hope that you enjoyed this uh, episode, and uh, thank you uh, preemptively for listening. But anyways, my article is entitled, What to Do When the Chiefs Are on Bye. So let's get into it. The Chiefs are on their bye week this week. The players usually use this time to get some rest and recoup from any lingering injuries. The coaches use this time to study film and game plan for upcoming opponents. But for fans, it means a week of not getting to root for your favorite team. It means a Sunday void of the best football in the world, that being Chiefs football. So what would the Chief in New York do while the Kansas City Chiefs took a break? He and three girls would travel two hours to East Rutherford, New Jersey to watch the New York Jets take on the Oakland Raiders at MetLife Stadium on a rainy, frigid Sunday. Now, you might ask, why would a devoted Chiefs fan pay money to travel two hours in freezing rain to watch a hated enemy take on an underwhelming Jets team? Well, three reasons. First, the three girls I went with really wanted to go. My wife loves live football, her friend had never been to an NFL game, and her friend's friend was visiting from out of town and we wanted to do something fun while she was here. Second reason, I love watching live football and being in an NFL stadium. There's nothing quite like it. And reason number three, this would provide me with a great opportunity to see the Raiders in person before they take on the Chiefs next week. Yes, this was a great way to spend a Chiefs bye week. Now, the weather in the Meadowlands was horrible. The high for the day was a very brisk 43 degrees, and since we didn't want to completely empty our wallets for seats, we found ourselves sitting way up in the nosebleeds. It rained all morning long, and that rain continued until the end of the first quarter. Fortunately, our $5 ponchos from the Jets team store kept us mostly dry and many, many layers kept us decently warm. One thing that was entirely surprising upon entering the stadium was the sheer number of Raiders fans. Now, I've always known that the Raiders have a large fan base and that they have a large number of fans throughout the entire country. But when we were walking into the stadium and heading to our seats, it seemed that nearly 75% of the fans were rooting for the silver and black. At our seats, we were completely surrounded by Raiders fans, including a very intoxicated and loud Raiders fan that was sporting a red rubber demon mask. Fortunately, all of the Raiders fans were pretty harmless, but at the start of the game, you could tell how confident they were. The Raiders entered the game at 6-4, and four. the season was going much better than what anyone had expected up to that point. They were only a half game back of the Chiefs in the AFC West standings, and with a win, 
They would tie the Chiefs going into next week's rivalry game at Arrowhead. Most of the early crowd noise came from the Raiders fans, as they chanted and found themselves outnumbering the loyal Jets fans that had come to support their disappointing team. Now, the Jets had begun to turn things around, have begun, begun to, wow. Now, the Jets had begun to turn things around in the last couple of weeks. Coming into this game, the Jets had won two straight after a horrendous start to the season. Quarterback Sam Darnold was beginning to finally show some development, and there was a little hope that the Jets could pull up an upset. Now, being an avid Chiefs fan, there's little doubt over who I was rooting for in this game. The idea of an upset seemed far-fetched, though. Chiefs fans have a tendency to think in worst-case scenarios as a way of self-defense. We've been hurt too many times to be overly optimistic. That being the case, I fully expected the Raiders to roll over the Jets and come into the game against the Chiefs with, a, with momentum and a matching record. Fortunately, I was wrong. The Jets crushed the Raiders 34-3. to So, what happened? I thought that the Jets sucked, and that the Raiders were once again good. I mean, the Raiders fans in the stadium were chanting MVP about Derek Carr at the beginning of the game. How did things change so quickly? Well, there are several factors. First of all, the Raiders continually shot themselves in the foot. Early on in the game, the Raiders' offense looked good. It went downhill fast. Raider after Raider started to drop wide open passes. Now, as I said before, the weather conditions were terrible, but still, these guys get paid millions of dollars to catch passes. Yes, it was just too much for them. Meanwhile, Josh Jacobs couldn't get anything going on the ground. It's funny, watching the game live, you could actually see how much more efficient it was for the Raiders to pass the ball rather than run as run after run would get stuffed for minimum gains. The Raiders just weren't able to move the ball other than their first drive when they scored three points. Now, secondly, Sam Darnold actually looked like a solid quarterback. He was able to make multiple reads on many of his plays. It was actually something that was fun to watch as he went through his progressions and see it in person. It was really cool. He made solid throws to open receivers, and his receivers made some amazing catches on contested balls. Le'Veon Bell looked great as well. He made a spectacular catch early in the game, and he demonstrated great patience and shiftiness on many of his, of his carries. The Jets' offense looked potent, even though it was very vanilla. There wasn't anything special or any trickery, just a well-run, standard offense. That should be a testament to how poorly the Raiders' defense played. The Jets don't do anything fancy, but the Raiders couldn't stop them, and often couldn't even tackle them. This could be a huge issue for them against the potent offense of the Chiefs. Third, Coach Gruden decided to forfeit the game in the third quarter. The Jets led by 10 points at the half. The game was very much still in reach for the Raiders. Now, the Jets got the ball back first in the third quarter. They scored a quick touchdown to go up 20-3. The Raiders couldn't get anything going offensively and turned the ball over on downs. The Jets took over and scored another quick touchdown. Jets are now up by 27-3. Uh, 
On the first play of Oakland's next drive, MVP Carr threw a screen to the running back that was bobbled and intercepted by the Jets, then returned for a touchdown. Jets now lead 34-3. At this point, there is 6.25 left in the third quarter. Still, a lot of time in the game. Now, remember a few years ago when the Patriots came back from 28-3? Crazy things happened in the NFL. There have been some legendary comebacks. The Raiders could have at least attempted to try to mount and come back. Instead, Gruden stuck his tail in between his legs, pulled out Derek Carr, and put backup QB Mike Glennon in the game. At this point, the game was now over, and nothing eventful happened for the rest of the game. The Raiders never even attempted to go for it on fourth down for the rest of the game. Gruden gave up, and if I was a Raiders fan, I would be extremely upset. But I'm not a Raiders fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. Watching the Raiders melt down in epic fashion was the best bye week reward I could have ever asked for. It gave me some legitimate hope that the Chiefs might completely blow out the Raiders next week at, week at Arrowhead. If the Raiders can't get things going against the New York Jets, how will they get things going against a revamped Chiefs defense that has improved since the last time these teams met? If the Raiders' defense can't stop Sam Darnold, how in the world are they going to stop Patrick Mahomes? And if Gruden is getting outcoached by Adam Gase of all people, how do we expect him to outcoach Andy Reid? The upcoming game against the Raiders is a very important one for the Chiefs. If they win ultimately lock up the AFC West. It will be important that they don't overlook the Raiders, as the Raiders just obviously did to the Jets. But the Chiefs should be able to defeat the Raiders in a way that gives confidence to Chiefs' kingdom. Andy Reid has had two weeks to prepare. The players are rested, and the fans are ready. The bye week has been good for all of us, but it's now time to get back to the best football on earth. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to me read. Sorry if it was a little shaky in places. I'm not the best reader in the world. But thanks for bearing with me, and I hope you enjoyed the article. It really was actually fun to go to a football game, even though the Chiefs weren't playing in it. But, and I would take this opportunity to strongly encourage, no matter where you live, who you root for, go to an NFL game. There's nothing like it. It is incredible. And even though we sat in the rain and cold for three hours, all four people in our group loved being at that game. So go to a game, experience it for yourself. Well, I'm Caleb Henley, the Chief in New York. You can follow me on Twitter at ChiefNNY18 or on Instagram at ChiefNNY. You can also check out my blog at ChiefNNY.com. Well, thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. And let's all hope we beat the Raiders this Sunday. Go Chiefs, and see you later.